RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines. John Lee gets unequivocal backing from the nation's leader as he wraps up his duty visit to Beijing. Cafe says industrial action won't affect service schedules as thousands of Hong Kongers make a holiday getaway. And police say the mastermind of a cryptocurrency scam has fled the SAR with virtual assets worth 30 million U.S. dollars. President Xi Jinping has backed the work of Chief Executive John Lee. Their meeting in Beijing today is the highlight of the Chief Executive's first duty visit to the capital since he took office in July. Frank Young reports. President Xi praised John Lee for being courageous in taking up responsibilities and that, among other things, he had resolutely safeguarded national security, revived the local economy, responded to people's concern, and which also showed a new paradigm of patriots administering Hong Kong. Uh, Mr. Xi also said the central government will continue to implement the principle of one country, two systems, support the Hong Kong administration to kickstart international cooperation and better integrate into national development. And in response, Mr. Lee thanked President Xi for his concerns and support for Hong Kong, as well as his guidance and encouragement. Cathay Pacific says flight services over the holidays will continue as scheduled, despite a work-to-rule campaign by its flight attendants union. Maggie Ho reports. The cabin crew union posted a statement telling members it was sincerely seeking their moral and physical support for the action, which it described as a genuinely good cause in striving for them all. It said it is demanding sufficient rest time on layovers, better welfare and rostering. It added that a step-by-step guideline video will be provided to members on carrying out the work to rule. It's unclear exactly what this involves. But Cathay responded by saying it will continue to listen to and act upon feedback from crew. The airline noted it had earlier offered a 3.3% pay rise for all eligible employees, plus an ex-gratia payment in recognition of their commitment and effort. It added that most of the concerns raised by the flight attendants union regarding the roster had been resolved and will be implemented from the start of next month. Tens of thousands of Hong Kongers are making the most of an easing of travel restrictions to get a Christmas getaway, with official figures showing that the airport is seeing more daily passenger departures than at any time since early in the pandemic. Almost 30,000 people have flown out each day this week. One of those leaving today, Mrs. Lee, says her three-year-old son is traveling abroad for the first time. Since the border is over, nothing is easier that we don't leave any extra days for quarantine. The reason why we go travel during the Christmas holiday because all of us got COVID within a half year. We left that we have immunity and less chance to getting infected again. The government has urged COVID patients to consider using private medical services to lessen pressure on the public health system. It says some private hospitals offer outpatient and teleconsultation services to infected people. Hong Kong reported 20,252 new COVID infections, including nearly 1,000 imported cases. A further 46 patients with the virus have died. Police believe the mastermind of a cryptocurrency scam has fled Hong Kong with virtual currency worth about 30 million U.S. dollars. Violet Wong reports. Police say they've arrested two men connected to the crypto exchange called AAX. They believe the pair falsely claimed in November that the exchange was under maintenance to prevent people from withdrawing virtual assets. 
the force says it's received 337 complaints from alleged victims in Hong Kong and elsewhere. Customers report that they are no longer able to log into their accounts, while the company's office in the territory has closed. Officers say the case involves some $98 million. They've frozen about $2 million in the bank accounts of the company and people involved and say they're investigating the movement of people involved. However, police say they believe the mastermind left town with a cryptocurrency wallet worth about 30 million US dollars. And the weather, mainly fine, cool in the morning tomorrow. The minimum temperature will be around 14 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Very dry during the day with a maximum temperature of around 19 degrees. Moderate, fresh, northeasterly winds. The outlook, fine and dry over the Christmas holiday. It will become cold in the latter part of next week. The temperature right now is 16 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 46% and the red fire danger warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government says an online platform to attract top talent to Hong Kong will be launched next Wednesday. People will be able to apply for visas on the platform and get an answer within four weeks of sending their paperwork. Officials want to bring 105,000 talented people to the SAR in three years. Chief Secretary Eric Chan is confident. I think the main attraction is the economy of Hong Kong. Whether there are many big companies or international companies would like to settle to expand their business in Hong Kong. And this is the main source of attraction for foreign professionals and talents, coupled with the relaxation on immigrant policies, such as we relax, we extend the extension period, the immigration period to three years, and also allow the, the foreigners to bring in their dependents, their wives and kids, I think they will eager to or willing to stay in Hong Kong and uh, to develop their own career. The Asia Regional Director for Global Mobility Consultancy ECA International, Lee Quain, says he doesn't expect the platform to do much. Hong Kong has historically ha- had a relatively easy and quite straightforward immigration process. If people wanted to come and work in Hong Kong, um, provided that they met the relevant criteria to qualify to do so, actually applying for and obtaining a work permit is actually quite a painless experience here in Hong Kong. What's being proposed by the government isn't necessarily going to make uh, more people want to come and live and work and study in Hong Kong. What will make people do so is Hong Kong's attractiveness as a location to live and work. Police say they expect a big turnout of Christmas Eve revelers tomorrow in Lan Kwai Fong and the Kowloon Harbour Front. Crowd control measures and road closures will be in place in central Chim Sa Choi and the West Kowloon Cultural District from 2 in the afternoon until early Sunday. Officers are urging people to use public transport. Ho Gam Yi is an acting traffic superintendent. The Lan Guifeng area, road closures will be in two phases. The first phase will begin at 2 o'clock. And in assessing the number of visitors to the Lan Guifeng area, we will adopt the phase 2. And that the time is all depends on the number of visitors to Lan Guifeng area. And we will deploy a sufficient manpower to uh, handle any incidents there. The mainland is preparing for a peak in COVID infections as the nation continues to optimize its coronavirus management to boost economic recovery. The director of the National Center for Infectious Diseases has said the nation is expected to reach the peak of COVID infections within a week. The foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said vaccination rates were increasing and the vaccines becoming more effective. 
Currently, China's vaccination rate is rising, as is the ability of the vaccine to treat people. China is expanding its production of medical supplies and is generally sufficient. We believe that the Chinese people's united response will soon usher in a new phase of smooth and orderly economic and social development. Mainland officials reported fewer than 4,000 new symptomatic local COVID cases nationwide for yesterday and no new COVID deaths for a third straight day. Overseas, the report by the Congressional Panel investigating last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol has been published in full. It accuses the former President Donald Trump of a multi-part conspiracy to overturn his election defeat and recommends that he should be barred from holding public office. Mr. Trump has declared the final report a witch hunt. Dr. Thomas Gift is the director of the Center on U.S. Politics at University College London. He was asked what effect the report would have on public opinion. Critics of the former president are pointing to the report as the culmination of mountains of evidence proving that Trump was both morally and legally responsible for whipping up his loyalists into a violent frenzy. But by contrast, supporters are responding with, I think, indifference, if not outright hostility, because of course, Trump has said from day one that this was a politically motivated witch hunt that lacks credibility. So it's just not clear to me that this is moving the dial too much on public opinion. A fierce Arctic storm has triggered emergency alerts across large parts of the U.S. and Canada and forced the cancellation of more than 2,000 flights. Forecasters say the cold snap could bring the coldest Christmas in decades, with a combination of Arctic conditions coupled with wind chill factors bringing temperatures down as low as minus 40 degrees Celsius. Eric Foster is with the Highway Patrol in Oklahoma City. We're okay. Our roads are passable. Uh, we didn't get a lot of snow. We got a lot of ice. And obviously traveling on ice is a different situation than traveling on snow. But we were able to get around. Uh, we did have quite a few crashes and some fatalities. Three people have been shot dead in a gun attack in central Paris. Three others were hurt. The alleged gunman, aged 69, was overpowered before being detained by police. He's being treated in hospital after sustaining injuries. The incident took place near a Kurdish center close to the Gare du Nord. The local mayor, Alexander Cordobar, visited the scene. This quarter in the 10th arrondissement is very multicultural, which has for many years welcomed people from many different communities. It's a terrible tragedy for all of us, as well as for the Kurdish community, which seems to have been the killer's apparent target. For the time being, we don't have any particular information on the motivations of the author of this deed. The suspect is reported to be facing charges in connection with an attack on a migrant camp in Paris a year ago. A French serial killer known as the Serpent, who was convicted of a series of tourist murders in Asia four decades ago, has been deported from Nepal. He spent 19 years in prison. Charles Sobraj was taken to Kathmandu Airport to board a flight to Paris. Sobraj, who is 78, was freed on health grounds after serving most of his original sentence. He spoke to reporters on his release. I feel great, great, but... I, I only for, look forward now that I, I have a lot to do. I have to uh, sue a lot of people, including the state of Nepal. Although he was convicted of two murders, he's suspected of carrying out numerous other killings, mostly female tourists, in Nepal, India, and Thailand. 
And in sport, George Cohen, part of England's World Cup winning football squad from 1966, has died. He was 83. Cohen played 37 times for England and served as vice captain for the final against West Germany. He spent his entire playing career with London's Fulham Football Club, where a statue of him still stands to this day. This report by the BBC's Richard Conway. George Cohen's masterful play at right back was viewed by the England manager Sir Alf Ramsey as vital to the team's 1966 World Cup victory. His immaculate performance in the final earned Cohen a place in history. Born just a few miles from Fulham's ground in southwest London, he spent his entire career at Craven Cottage. Injury forced him to retire from football aged 29. He then fought cancer for 14 years. Decades after that glorious afternoon at Wembley, Cohen's reputation is secure. Manchester United's legendary winger George Best once described him as the best fullback I ever played against. On the pitch, Liverpool's League Cup title defence has ended with defeat at Manchester City. The two Premier League teams served up a classic on their return to domestic action following the World Cup. Erling Holland and Riyad Mahrez twice put City ahead at Etihad Stadium with Fabio Cavallo and Mohamed Salah responding for the Reds before Nathan Ake's header shortly before the hour mark won it for the Blues. City boss Pep Guardiola was delighted with his side's performance. It was a fantastic game, so I think Jurgen and myself, we didn't know how the people, other players would be. To play the way we play against that team, uh, I give a lot of credit on our players. And all the players were really, really good. And you know, this Carabao Cup is not the World Cup competition. <laughs> but is it, but uh, of course, we are happy to, to knock out Chelsea Liverpool in the first stage. In the NBA, C.J. McCollum hit a season-high 40 points to lead the New Orleans Pelicans back past the San Antonio Spurs, 126-117. to That snapped the Pelicans' four-game losing streak. And in a battle between two Eastern Conference powerhouses tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets put their seven-game winning streak on the line at home against the conference-leading Milwaukee Bucks. The Nets dropped a record 91 first-half points on in Wednesday's victory over the Golden State Warriors. Are you U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says they've been one of the more entertaining teams in the early part of this season. They've actually won nine of the last ten, and that 91 points in the first half, I watched the highlights. It was just incre- an incredible display. So Brooklyn finally back on track, along with a terrific Sunday battle last week between two of the best in the West, with the Pelicans outlasting the Suns 129 124 in overtime. Finally, the annual Christmas Day extravaganza. Five games all day long. Perfect for fans who want to ignore their families. The premier game on Santa's list must be the Bucks at the Celtics, the NBA's premier teams. And again, our top story tonight, John Lee gets unequivocal backing from the nation's leader as he wraps up his duty visit to Beijing. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time and to one and all, thanks ever so much for tuning in to Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays here on Radio 3, 45 minutes 
of good chill-back music just to relax to, especially if you've had a bit of a day. We're all the way through to midnight and then, of course, we're into Christmas Eve. Got some seasonal songs coming up, but first, here's one from Helen Merrill. me a friendly hello I guess I'm just a lucky dreams like I've always had could be should be making me glad why am I blue it's up to you to explain I'm thinking maybe baby I'll go away someday 
somewhere maybe you'll come and say it's you that I need and you'll be pleading in vain 